0: The Chargers were facing a must-win, and they found a way to get it done, crushing the Bears on Sunday night football and keeping their season alive.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. What is up, and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co host, David Drogenmeier, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons. But this is our sixth year as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen, especially on these live post game victory shows. But to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or fall for free on Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. David,
1: what do we got today? daniel finally we get to talk about a big chargers victory a double-digit victory at that the chargers defense was fantastic in this game it's a major reason why they won we're going to get into all the things they did to win this game justin herbert showing up in prime time was fantastic and the chargers just winning a game that they had to win and not letting the opponent come back or make it a game at any point big time victory
0: and that's what this is right it wasn't perfect But the Chargers had a must-win game, and they found a way to do it, and they never really let it get close in the second half. They got up to a fast start, which is exactly what you want to see against a team, especially a team like the Bears who had ran it 30-plus times in four straight games, right? Yeah. You got up to a fast start. You got them out of their game plan, and you made plays when you needed to make plays, right? It's the only double-digit win of the season, the only win that you weren't just totally clinging to the edge of your couch to make sure the Chargers wouldn't mess something up at the end of the game. And you get to three and four with a chance to get to four and four next week on Monday night football. They had to have it. There were parts we're going to get to that weren't perfect from this game and things they have to get better at. But this is about as convincing of a win easily as they've had all season.
1: I mean, it absolutely is. I mean, on, on offense, the Chargers come out firing. Justin Herbert was in rare form. I mean, he started this game 15 of 15 it was just literally perfect i mean he was very on time he was on act he was very accurate in this game the defense was flying around i thought joey bosa was fantastic in this one nice to see him healthy and making an impact but this was just a complete performance i mean i think it's one of the best performances that we've seen in a very very long time and they they needed to have it they had to have this victory you go to two and five and you can pretty much kiss this season goodbye so picking up a big time victory getting back into the thick of things in the AFC. At least now you feel like you can go back to compete.
0: Yeah, and, and they just started digging out of the hole, right? That's yeah. what this is. This right. is them. The, the season's not totally back yet, right? You're not where you need to be. You're not where you want to be. But at the same time, of course. you don't even have a chance to get there. You don't even stay relevant if you lose this game on Sunday Night Football, right? You go right. to 2-5, and five, then you're just an afterthought, right? At the bottom of your division, at the bottom of your conference. And you stop that from happening. And, and I mean, beating the Bears... I get it. They should beat the Bears, but you also had the Broncos beat the Chiefs on Sunday. So no game is a given. I know you're going up against an undrafted rookie quarterback. It doesn't matter. You still have to go out there and do it, and crazy things happen. And the Chargers did all the things they had to do to not let a worse team get back in the game and hang with them. Like They they had chances where it seemed like they were going to falter, and they didn't. But it starts with Justin Herbert looking a lot more like the Justin Herbert that we're used to. I mean, the best game in the last four games, hands down. Even in the second half, like, I don't think the six points in the second half are indicative of how good Justin Herbert was in this game. I mean, a drop, you know, you have some other drives that get shut down due to a fumble, trying to run the ball in fourth and one and third and one. Like, other yeah. things got in the way. You'd be far on my list of people to blame. We'll talk about the struggles in the second half offensively. Yeah. At the same time, Justin Herbert, 31 of 40, right? Over 75% of his passes completed, 298 yards, 7.5 yards per attempt, three touchdowns. No interceptions. One ball that could, could have definitely been intercepted. They threw yeah. right at a defensive lineman who are going to probably catch that. That's why they play defense. Yeah, like only 50% of the time anyways. But that's probably the most, one of the most promising things from this night, David, is just Justin Herbert still looks totally awkward out there with that left hand injury, the left finger injury with that whatever contraption they have on it, but looked much more comfortable in this game than we've seen in recent weeks
1: yeah it was the first game where you can't point to the finger and say ah oh, that probably affected him in this one no not at all justin Herbert was very accurate in this football game and he spread it around too he got everybody involved you got austin eckler the football you got Quentin johnston the football you got donald parham jr the football you even got simi Fehoko hoko yeah. a touchdown in this one so justin Herbert proving in this football game that if you get open then he will find you with the football and also i think we got to give a shout out to the offensive line as well they provided justin herbert with enough time to get comfortable in the pocket be able to make the right throws but also the game plan i think kellen moore constructed a great game plan with a lot of yak style throws in this game that i feel like really helped keep the chains moving they got the offensive skill players in space and they were rewarded because of that
0: exactly and i think that with him i mean we know that he has the opportunity to make fantastic plays and we saw a little bit of that one of them got dropped which was an incredible play by him, but we saw him looking like the guy we knew he could be. I mean, there wasn't a lot of errant passes. Like, there's only a couple of them that you could go to that were actually bad passes. I mean, he was either, you know, tight coverage and guys couldn't come down with it. Maybe a miss here or there, but for the most part, like, he was money and not just money, but, like, putting it exactly where it needed to be. Like, giving receivers chances to catch the ball and run with it. Getting guys down the field in back shoulder throws where there's just literally no way a defender can defend it. Like, truly can't. And I like that just getting everyone involved. There had been a lot of people saying, hey, he's just locking on Keenan Allen. In big moments, they're going to Keenan Allen all the time, and teams are getting onto it. And I would agree with that to a big, you know, in large part. But at the same time, in this game, you saw him get with the touchdown. You saw him use and trust Donna him with Gerald Everett out. Yeah. And you saw him trust the rookie and, most importantly, get Austin Eckler back involved in the passing game too, which we'll talk about later on. But I think for the Chargers who have had such a hard time finishing games, right, This is baby steps in the right direction. Like, it wasn't perfect. This is a good step towards getting there, though. I mean, in the second half, David, you kept waiting and thinking and fearing that the Bears were going to crawl their way back in. You know, a turnover would turn into a huge play for a touchdown, right? The Chargers would do something dumb and let them back into this game, like get an onside kick or whatever. It it never happened. And, And I think that is a good step in the right direction for this team because that has easily been their biggest kryptonite. And in tonight's game, They never let them meaningfully get back into this football game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it makes it hard for a Chargers fan to enjoy the games because (laughs) you just don't know, right? You just have that that crippling fear that's just crawling up the spine. And
0: rightfully so. And yeah,
1: rightfully so because we've seen them time after time after time be in such great, strong, powerful positions just a falter right maybe this game here was them exercising some <laughs> demons right getting up big and not allowing your opponent to come back and ruin it there really wasn't any scares but until you hit the fourth quarter until you hit about maybe what three minutes left in the game you couldn't really sit there and feel good
0: and yeah. feel like hey Still, yeah we
1: can finally release a little bit We can finally enjoy the fact that the Chargers are back in the win column and really back in the AFC. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that are kind of really in the middle of the pack. There's still a lot of time to go, but the Chargers had to have this victory. They could not let the Bears get back into it. They did not, and they absolutely got a big time win
0: yeah and i think it's just showing that you can beat teams that are worse than you too because yeah it, you know there's a lot of tough games on the Chargers schedule left and they still haven't shown us that they can beat good teams right i'm right. not going to sit here and try to tell you it's a huge win because no. the bears are such a good team they're not no that hasn't stopped the charges lo- you know from losing to bad teams in the past that so you That's still get some true. credit there at the same time though there are a lot of teams that are very beatable up in this upcoming stretch, right? Teams like the Patriots, right? Teams like the jets next week, a very winnable game. The Packers who are two and six now a very winnable game. Like yeah, being able to beat these teams is going to keep your season afloat. And whether you can make a meaningful run at it is going to be based on how you play against good teams. But if you start dropping games to the bad teams, then it's game over, right? right? Like, the Jets ended up winning this weekend in a, a game they should have never had a chance in. An and, the, and the Chargers, I think, are going to have to play a better game offensively next week or, you know, a more complete game on next week offensively if they want to get the win against a very, very good Jets defense. But baby steps. You found a way to go out there and finish this game. You know, you want to run up the score. You want to do a lot of things. But behind this defense, the Chargers were able to keep this a blowout. And, and that's where it starts for me. I mean, the Chargers defense in this game had their most complete performance of the season. Should have been a second-half shutout for this defense. So we're going to talk about all the things they did right defensively, making Tyson Bajan look like that undrafted rookie quarterback that we knew that he was coming up right after this. I do want to tell you guys, though, about our friends at eBay Motors and the fact that they have teamed up with lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Bill's rookie tight end, Dalton Kincaid, has stepped into a big role with Dawson Knox getting hurt. He's gotten hot with Josh Allen the past two weeks, scoring for the first time in his career week eight against the Buccaneers. Kincaid gets a smash spot and a shootout against the Bengals on Sunday Night Football next weekend. Cincinnati has been a better in coverage outside and versus wideouts than they have against tight ends. Kincaid will once again come through for managers looking for a midseason pick-me-up at the position. If you're really in everyday or you might know dalton kincaid as the one that got away i mean me and david were very high on Dalton kincaid in the off season hoping the Chargers would upgrade that tight end position and just envisioning justin herbert throwing ropes to that dude but he's looking like he's going to be a receiving menace so whether it's the waiver wire whether you need somebody for daily fantasy next week you should go with dalton kincaid potentially a cheap option for you or someone that can help you in the lulls of this season so Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and it's the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly, whether it's brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, as a tier would say, eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Dave, now it's time to talk about this Chargers defense. And this was a really, really good showing. I mean, we saw the Chargers go up against a fourth-round pick, Aiden O'Connell, right, in the Raiders. And I think Bajan's been just as good as Aiden O'Connell is, right? I think they're probably about the same level of competition the Chargers are going up against in those situations. And the biggest thing was they let the Raiders back in the game after dominating him early on. The Chargers in this game won this game handily because of their defense. They probably win this game even if their defense isn't quite as good, but it probably gets close and you're you know biting your nails towards the end of the game. The Chargers were able to keep this a double-digit win because of the Chargers defense playing their most complete game of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's exactly what it was. I mean, coming into this football game, you pretty much knew what the game plan was going to be for the Bears. They were going to run the heck out of the football if they could. And they were going to try to manufacture a lot of quick, short passes for Tyson Bajan to get the ball out of his hands, utilize that quick release and try to get some yards after catch opportunities. The Chargers defense was having none of that, none of any of that in this ball game. They shut him down. They made things very uncomfortable for him and they did not allow anything in the running game. That I think was the most encouraging thing for me in this football game, but an overall all around dominating defensive performance.
0: Like I said before, I mean, it should have been a shutout in the second half. Like, the only points the Bears scored in the second half was after a turnover and also with the Chargers' second-string defense in the game. And, and, you know, we got to see a little bit of Dayon Henley, some Nick Neiman, right? Yeah. It was total garbage time. And the thing about desperate teams is they're dangerous, right? Like, it's not easy to get a a second-half shutout when you're up by so much because instead of three downs to get every drive, right, Yeah, they get four downs. That makes yeah. them way more dangerous, at least 25% more dangerous. And that's where the Chargers really won this game was three fourth down conversions that they stopped, right? They had the Bears went for it three times on fourth down to open up the second half and the Chargers shut that down. And that's why they got the win, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, one of them, you know, just stuffing a fourth and one was nice through when James gets an interception on one. That is where I really liked what this team did because they were, those were drives that could have gotten the Bears back in the game with enough time to actually make it count, and they didn't. And the, the Chargers beat a team that I think you know is better overall than the Raiders were, and they beat them more handily because of their defense. Like you said, Joey Bosa looked like himself again. Derwin James had a better game. But it really started for me with stopping the Bears the first four drives of the second half. Yeah. They never let them get back in it. They got four defensive stops for their offense. The offense should have put it away earlier, right? But they did not not put this game because of the defense. The defense gave this offense plenty of opportunities to get it done. But it was the run defense. We knew it, right? Four straight yeah. games, that Chicago Bears team had ran for 160-plus yards. One of the best rushing teams in the NFL with or without Justin Fields. Period. Last week, they did it without Justin Fields, right? Tyson Bajan's a pretty immobile quarterback himself. He's not Justin yeah. Fields. But that's where it started, David. I mean, the Chargers run defense had been really good. And we were like, hey, this is where you prove it. And they proved
1: it. Yeah, I mean, this was the real test. I mean, you, like I said, you knew they were going to run the heck out of the football. But the Chargers defense came ready to play. 25 rushing attempts for only 73 yards. Yeah. That's 2.9 yards per carry. That is ridiculous. I don't think, I don't remember the last time that i've seen such a dominating performance against the run for the chargers they've been bad against the run for so long it's almost like this is a a just bright shining rainbow you just don't expect (laughs) to see in the in the middle of a storm but it's awesome. The charges. Seeing the charges with a run defense
0: is like seeing a unicorn in the wild. Yeah, exactly. you're right. I mean, that, and, and Kenneth Murray, man, what can you say? I mean, the dude was a wrecking ball against dude, the he's run Dude, play, he's today. playing
1: out of his mind. K nine is absolutely back. I mean, I feel like, hey, I mean, how could you not take it personally when you don't get that fifth year option picked up? You only have two things that you can do. You can either sulk and cry about it, or you can go out there and play your tail off. And that's exactly what Kenneth Murray has done. He's given the green dot. He's flying around, making tackles in the hole. But I think this is the full complementary performance. The Chargers' offense got out. They scored big time, and they took the the Bears' rushing offense out of out of the yeah. game, so they couldn't stay committed to it. And the Chargers' defense punished them every time they tried.
0: Yeah, that was the big thing. I mean, the Chargers getting out to that big wig is what started that, right? But I think yeah. It, what really impressed me was just the lack of explosive plays that they gave up in the running game. I mean, the 11-yard touchdown was one of the best running plays the Bears had all day. But like yeah. besides that, there was really no explosive plays allowed by this Chargers defense, especially against the run. Yeah. And I just thought they were very physical in short-yarded situations, right? Get a stuff on a tush-push. He probably was in, but still really good physicality there. And also, on a fourth and one, just absolutely stuffing it they know they're going to run it you know they're going to run it and yeah still joey Bosa able... was
1: fantastic on that play he joey bosa, blew man. up Cole yeah. how do you try and block Ragdolled joey bosa them. with a tight end come on get out of here with that <laughs> he completely ragdolls yeah. him gets in front of him and drags the ball carrier down for a fourth down stop that was really probably was something good we've see
0: seen that. the chargers do is like you know try to block daniel hunter with donna parhand yeah. nice on the other side of it bad right? idea I thought yeah. the other big thing for the Chargers defense, though, was just making plays on the football, right? They had seven passes defense in this yeah. game. They might have made it much more tougher on a rookie quarterback. Asante Samuel Jr. comes away with a couple pass breakups. Jaseer Taylor, Derwin James both come down with yep. an interception.
1: Eric Kendricks had a, a Eric pass Kendricks breakup. has
0: a pass breakup. But also just like, yeah, there was the DJ Moore third down where I was going insane because he was <laughs> wide open and that was stupid. But for the most yeah. part in these gotta have it situations they were getting up on these guys and and making plays on the football and that was a huge difference in this game for me compared to weeks past
1: yeah i mean hey they had two interceptions in this game they probably probably could have had three or four at least i think in this one they were in really good position and you know it seems like they were kind of baiting the the rookie quarterback a little bit i mean I, i definitely saw that in this game they were playing with some confidence they were playing with some swagger out there and those turnovers are big they are what are able to kill momentum for yep. the the offensive side for the other team you get those interceptions it's demoralizing and especially yeah. when and you have set up a a points for your offense too yes exactly especially when you got a rookie quarterback out there that i mean each throw each, each completion is going to build confidence right But the thing in reverse is going to happen as well. When you miss throws and you throw interceptions, that's going to put him down and and drag him down as well. The Chargers never let him get confident in this game. They stayed on him. They harassed him. They didn't get a lot of sacks. Joey Bosley got the only sack of the game, but they made it really tough on him by playing mostly up man-to-man coverage, which is... Thankfully what we saw we didn't see any uh we didn't see a lot of off coverage in this game thankfully but the Chargers were in good position they made strong tackles out in space and that was really really important to their success in this game.
0: Yeah, not a perfect game by any no. means by the Chargers defense, you know, you had a 41-yard completion with the pass interference on the first play of the game, Asante yeah. Samuel. Balanced back really nicely from that, right? You have a totally broken coverage. In the end zone, that Vilas Jones ends up slipping and and ends up dropping in the end zone, which was wide open, totally broken coverage. They got a touchdown on that anyway, so it's not like that didn't cost them, you know. But there was moments where they were too soft, but overall, so much better and so much more connected in coverage than we've seen from them in weeks past that, like, this is a big-time win for this Chargers defense, and they did it for almost the entire game. You know, gave up a touchdown before half, Chargers get a touchdown back before half, so it doesn't really hurt them too much. But in the second half, They really came to play, and they are the reason that the Chargers won this game as handily as they did. But it wasn't all, you know, rainbows and flowers for this team, though, because I still wasn't totally thrilled with what I saw by the Chargers' offense in the second half, right? Kellen Moore, I was told you are going to run up the score, so we're going to talk about what this second-half offense looked like and also some standout performances like Quentin Johnston having his biggest day yet. Great to see that from the rookie and getting Austin Eckler involved in the passing game, as if that isn't a very obvious thing to do. So we're going to talk about that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about one of my favorite things ever, and that is DoorDash. Why root for your team on an empty stomach, order DoorDash, and save on football watch party favorites every weekend. If you need dip after 10 a.m. and the games have already started, you can get it on DoorDash. Or if you just don't want to leave the house because the Chargers have embarrassed you, you can get DoorDash for that as well because they will deliver groceries or your local restaurants. And that, for me, is the biggest thing, is finding the local gems, scrolling DoorDash, and finding the hidden spots in the community. And this week, the restaurant we're locked on is The Kettle, one of the best comfort food spots in Los Angeles available for delivery on DoorDash, and they are open late. If you're looking for a breakfast, make sure to try the Hangover Scramble or the House-Made Black Pepper Buttermilk Biscuits and Gravy I'm going biscuits and gravy pretty much anytime. I'm hard. It's hard for me to stay away from the biscuits and gravy, but they're open late. Make sure you guys check them out. One of the best spots in LA. And you can get 50% off up to a $10 value. Since you listen to this show, all you have to do is spend $15 or more and you get that 50% off up, up, up to $10 value when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app, enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change. Terms of pie. There's a lot of good things to talk about from this game, David. I mean, the Chargers, you don't win, you know, by 17 points in primetime without a lot of good things. But to me, easily, the most frustrating part of this game was the Chargers offense not really putting things away. Like, they did enough to keep the Bears at bay. You get six points. Cameron Dicker hitting from 50-plus, hitting a 46-yarder was great. But you still struggled in the second half. And it wouldn't be such a big deal If you hadn't been shut out in two of the previous first or second halves and two of the last three games before this one, right? Like that's why this is something. If they were usually good in the second half and in this game they slowed down a little bit, it's not a big deal. You trust them to get it back. But this was a game where you felt like against what is not a great defense. Go put them away. Bury them. Put it on them. I mean, 30 points is a lot of points. You know, that's going to win you most weeks for most teams. But this... (laughs) For the Chargers, though, it just feels like a missed opportunity for them to kind of cement, okay, hey, we're things are getting better offensively, especially in the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, when it happens in one game, you could probably write it off. When it happens in two games, you start to get concerned. When it starts to happen in three games, then it starts to become a pattern, and a negative pattern in this situation. The Chargers did not get very much going in the second half. I mean, it's... Three plays, negative one yard. It's four plays, one yard, and that was a field goal off of a turnover on downs. Seven plays, 38 yards, turnover on downs. Five plays, 20 yards, and a fumble. That's not going to get it done most weeks. I mean, you're not going to get that big of a lead every single week to where you can just sit back and play good defense and, you know, keep them off the scoreboard. And that's not enough, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's not going to be good enough. So, I mean, as well as they played for the majority of this football game, we still have to indict the fact that this second half offense is a vanishing act. I mean, they're just not there. They have not been able to put up consistent points, and that is definitely a concern for the Chargers going forward
0: yeah i think the biggest thing here to me um you only score six like you said three of those points are set up by a turnover where you ended up getting you know not getting a first down on that drive and just right. kick the field goal and then it's to me it's all about this they start running the ball on first down way more like yeah. they bring out heavy packages it's so and they, predictable. They, they try to run the ball down their throat the Chicago Bears are the best run defense yards per carry in the league yeah. Like I get it. You're They're trying really to run good. the clock, but running the clock on this Chargers team does not just mean running the football down people's throats and only running it on first downs. Because when right. you only run it on first downs like that, what you do is you take away Justin Herbert's easiest looks. You're taking away his opportunities against the defense that's probably going to sell out against the run. Yeah, we talked about not beating your head
1: against the wall, but it seemed like on first down they were beating their heads against the wall too yeah. often.
0: Mostly, mostly in the second half, right? In the first half, yeah. they had some decent runs, but like you don't have to run the ball on first down as much as they did. Like right? They fe- right. felt like in the second half, they felt like they just had to run the ball, yeah. and like, and then it's second and eleven, and it's third and thirteen. Yeah. You know, and second and thirteen, you're taking losses, you're taking yeah. no gains, you're getting yourself behind the sticks, and then you also combine that, you know, Simi Fehoko ends up dropping a pass that would have been a, a Justin Herbert Sports Center top ten play of him Seriously. getting like crumbled. And still finding a way to get a pass to a wide open Simi Fajoko, probably gets a twenty plus yard gain on third down. Oh, at keeps least. the drive going. Austin Eckler fumbles on a screen play, and the screen game was so much better that in this great. game. Yeah, that was not one of them, <laughs> right? That just yeah. wasn't. And then also just in the second half, you have back to back drives where you can't even pick up a first down. Like, right. the, it's the same defense that you shredded. Kellen Moore, known for his third quarter scoring, as we talked about so many times, as you know, when he was hired to be the Chargers' offensive coordinator. So. Things to still work out there. Um, You know, I I didn't think Justin Herbert was the problem, and he had been a big part of the problem in weeks past. I think there was a lot of other things ahead of him on that list. Oh, very much so. I thought the reason they got off to such a hot start, David, and it was obvious, was getting Austin Eckler involved. It was one of our shared keys for successes before the game. He is such a difference maker with the ball in his hands on the first drive alone, gets a screen pass that goes in for a touchdown, and also had another play where he got the ball behind the line of scrimmage, made a man miss, and picked up a first down. Like, he makes a guy miss every single time, it feels like, when he catches the ball out of the backfield, and it was huge in this game.
1: Good things happen when you get Austin Eckler the football in the passing game. It's really just as simple as that. He (laughs) is a chain mover. He gets check downs, and he turns those into first downs. And he did that for the Chargers tonight. And, yes, they... Finally utilized him more in the screen game. There's really nobody else more dangerous in the NFL than Austin Eckler when he's got blockers in front of him in space. He's yeah. so small. He's so low to the ground. He's so strong. He has very good wiggle. You can't get him. You just can't hit him and squarely enough to get him on the ground. He breaks those tackles, and he was great tonight. The Chargers have to continue to keep getting Austin Eckler the football in the passing game. He is too much of a weapon for you to neglect that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, he's the closest thing to Christian McCaffrey that there is. Like, And, and the Niners and do such a good job of getting Christian McCaffrey in those opportunities where he can break off those big plays. And in the first half, we saw the Chargers do that with Austin Eckler. Another one just where it's kind of like a clear out and you have him on an angle route against a linebacker. Like, he's just going to win those every single every time. time. Yeah. it was just nice to see that be a focal point. Not just, you know, dump-offs to him, but designed touches for him. Designed touches for him. And and that was what was really, really working for them in the first half. But the other thing, David, one of the more relieving things coming out of this performance was seeing the Chargers finally use their first-round pick, Quentin Johnson. (sighs) He has his biggest game of the season Still some things work on, right? Still felt like there, you know, there's still more we can see from him. Like yeah. it feels like we're still barely scratching the surface, but this was still great to see.
1: Five catches on six targets for 50 yards along of 18. They finally get him involved in some yak style plays. You get him yeah. on a wide receiver screen, you hit him on a drag route and you see what this man can do in open space. I've been clamoring for it. We have been clamoring for it over and over and over. Get him the ball in space provide a runway for him and see what he does. That is what he is capable of doing. This is such an important thing. Also, I am happy that he was a catalyst on that scoring drive right before half. He caught three catches for 39 yards on that drive. He was instrumental in helping the Chargers get to the red zone. This is going to go a long way to building the confidence of your first-round pick.
0: Yeah, and you see that he kind of belongs, right? Like, not that this is going to just totally acquit him for the first six games of the season, but at the same time, like you see why they drafted him. It's like, oh wait, like if you There it is right there. Yeah, that drag route was a perfect example. Like he gets it. There's two guys in between him and a first down, and he gets the first down anyways, and drags a couple guys along the way. Like the wide receiver screen, it looked like he kinda got off balance and didn't do much with it. But I think the other really, really important one for him was Justin Herbert throwing it to him on that back shoulder with the Bears best corner on him, right? Trusting him in that situation, him turning around, making a contested catch. He had a couple of contested catches in this game, which was not his forte in college. I'd still like to see, hey, more drag routes, more getting him in space and less throwing jump balls to him like they did in the end zone. Yeah. But it was a step, a huge step in the right direction. And I mean, honestly, I think if he gets his other hand up in the end zone, he probably Probably comes away from this game with his first career receiving touchdown, right? So like, It is nice to see. Like, he is an NFL athlete. We know that, right? And hopefully, this starts to build the trust between him and Justin Herbert. That's what you're hoping, right? Absolutely. Hey, he didn't drop anything. He went out for that one with one hand, didn't have a drop in this game. He was one of the only people to pick up a first down offensively for the Chargers in the second half when they threw him that back shoulder ball. A good start for Quentin Johnson, right? Everyone wants to compare him to other rookie receivers. Well, this is looking a lot more like what those other guys are doing, right? Not a gigantic game. But you see, there's something there, and hopefully that's just the tip of the iceberg. And we see more and more in the coming weeks. And that, you know, chemistry between those guys and relationship continues to grow. But that's gonna wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you're back here tomorrow with us for our Chargers buy or sell with the biggest storylines and overreactions. An extra day this week because we have Monday night football against the Jets next week. So to make sure you don't miss any of the extra shows this week, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. Also working on an interview for this week. Fingers crossed. With a big NFL name, so hopefully we can do that for you guys. But you can also find the show every day on our social media. You can find us on Twitter at Locked on LAC, me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, and David Drogermeyer at DroTalkSD. You can hit us up on Instagram at Locked on Chargers and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow with our Chargers buy or sell. But until then, guys, take it easy and go, Bolts!